0: How's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Music Review Podcast. Uh, today we are going to be doing an album review, and the album review will uh, pretty much cover the end of, I guess, this small uh, mini series of chill wave albums or chill wave in- chill wave inspired albums. It will be the latest Washed Out album titled Purple Noon. And uh, yeah, this was kind of an album I wasn't expecting uh, to be released. I don't know. I don't know really if it was quite a surprised album, but uh, it didn't really have too too much promotion prior to the release. I know some singles came out, and I was pretty happy with them. Uh, but yeah, I have some overall mixed feelings that I will get into just uh, here shortly. Before we start, though, I just want to let everyone know the. Uh, latest uh, Best one track of the Week for the week of August 15th is out. If you have not listened to that, go ahead and check it out. Also, I did drop a worth a listen over uh, Tori Ma's Anything in Return, which I did um, to be this, which I basically did to be the second part of this little chill wave, like, mini thing. Um, so if you're interested in Tori Ma or that album, I revisited and that and kind of just went over my thoughts on it. So yeah, uh, let's get started. All right, so we are on episode 21. The album is Purple Noon by Washed Out. Um, this is, uh, like I was saying earlier, the third part of like this small little, I guess, uh, uh, tangent that I went on with uh, Chill Wave on here, um, or Chill Wave-inspired things, because really Chill Wave is kind of not really a genre that is, uh, I guess, too concrete. It's kind of more of a loose, uh, I guess, to call a specific sound, um, but anyways, yeah, that started with the George Clanton and Nick Hexum collab album, which I thought I, I enjoyed. Um, and then we, I covered a little bit of the classic. I think one, one of the most uh, iconic chillwave albums, "Anything in Return" by Toro Y Moi, um, and then also um, "Washed Out" um, is now on here. Now there's certainly way more. Uh, to the story of Chillwave in no way, shape, or form. Am I I'm trying to say like I'm authority on this stuff? I just think this is an interesting thing. Uh, and we're in 2020 and these, you know, these albums are still being kind of released and uh, somewhat relevant. So, uh, yeah. And if you are um, not familiar with Washed Out, um, I'll just kind of uh, do a little bit of a brief uh, synopsis uh, Washed Out is an American singer-songwriter and producer and master's degree holder. Uh, his uh, name is Ernest Weatherly Green Jr. Washed Out is the uh, title of the uh, artistic project, and uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, he started producing music, uh, I guess, uh, uh, seriously after not being able to have much luck finding a job as a librarian, as The goal was to be a a librarian when he graduated from grad school. But anyways, after uh, taking some time to produce some music uh, in experiment here and there. In 2008, he released a lo-fi project under the name Lee Weather. However, the next year, in the summer, uh, his other project, Washed Out, made some waves on the MySpace scene after being discovered by some bloggers. Which I think is pretty interesting, mainly due to the fact that uh, MySpace was such a huge thing for uh, the music of the 2000s and the 2010s going forward. And when I look back and think about the prominence of MySpace back then, uh, and uh, the effect it had on music uh, and what a lot of these scenes uh, owe the, a lot of their credit to um, in kind of pioneering the how music is uh, taken and consumed on the Internet. You had bands like Dark Monkeys in 2004 breaking out um, after having a huge Internet following. Um, and then you have, of course, like the post-hardcore emo scene, pop punk uh, community that formed on MySpace as well. Uh, when, you know, bands like My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Paramore were at kind of like the pinnacle of alternative music almost. Um, and that has fizzled out, but uh, that certainly was something that was uh, prevalent back then. And uh, you even see it here uh, with the musical Washed Out, basically a, a pioneer in the, what happened to be Chill Wave and the effect of Chill Wave throughout the whole entire indie music scene um, was quite profound as well. And something like, you know, having a MySpace profile all the way back in uh, 2009 kind of led to uh, some success. Uh, But nonetheless, I kind of just went off on that tangent about MySpace. Um, But uh, in 2009, uh, Washed Out released two EPs, um, which one of them featured the track Feel It All Around, uh, which was widely successful, uh, I'd say, commercially and culturally. Commercially, you don't even have to really look that uh, deep into it. Uh, Portlandia, the you know successful comedy skit series on IFC, was uh, the opening music track. uh, Kind of was uh, perfect for that show, being Portlandia being this on the nose uh, satire on uh, hipster uh, and indie culture. Um, Now, I mean, there's there's more inside jokes about the city of Portland, but nonetheless. Uh, you know the effect that you know Chillwave kind of had, and it being you know for these bloggers to write about, and it kind of like being an inside thing. Uh, probably and its formation, I thought it fits quite well. And then commercially, uh, culturally, um, that kind of touches on the culturally. But I'd say that uh, even yeah, my college years, uh, looking back on Chillwave, and kind of like when it was at its peak, almost. Um, I remember having conversations with people, uh, and then uh, no matter what really the musical tastes were, they knew the song, feel it all around for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one of them being mainly most of them were just potheads, but, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a good song to, uh, you know, set the mood to, uh, but nonetheless, um, I feel like feel it all around was probably a, uh, a moment in that uh, history of Chill Wave that is quite profound. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, Washed Out uh, put out a debut album in 2011 after being signed to uh, Sub Pop, which is a you know a pretty prevalent music, uh, record label. Uh, and then later in 2013, he uh, released the famous Paracosm, uh, which featured tracks like It Feels Alright. Uh, I don't think Paracosm was as commercially successful as uh, the debut album. Uh, which was titled Within and Without. Uh, now, me personally, I think I got more into around thir- 2013 uh, with the Paracosm uh, release. Um, I guess uh, this is around the time I even discovered Tori Ma and I kind of touched on that in the uh, to- Worth a Listen review. Um, uh, I just, uh, I think maybe uh, the track It Feels Alright was always one that really stuck with me. I, I To this day, I literally like that song. Uh, I ended up, I think, in late 2013, uh, seeing them a li- lot, uh, Catching Washed Out Live, kind of just on accident, or not really on accident, but I kind of just walked by the stage at a music festival, um, RIP to Fun, Fun, Fun Fest. Uh, that was a great one. Anyways, uh, yeah, and I just kind of uh, was kind of enthralled and just uh, entertained by the whole entire uh, Washed Out. Uh, vibe and sound and uh, the confidence and the stage presence of uh, them they were they weren't too uh, flamboyant or anything but they just went on there and did a good job uh, and played everything uh, almost perfectly um, it sounds it sounded incredible and um, uh, to the vocals uh, I remember the live sound of the vocals was just incredible uh, the instrumentation was good. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, uh, it kind of just uh, went on a tangent there again. Uh, but in 2013, uh, Paracosm was released. That was a sophomore album, uh, and then there was a big, a bit of a break. Uh, in 2017, we had a—that's how long we had to wait until Mister Yellow was released. And Mister Yellow was interesting uh, because it seemed like it was kind of a, a really planned out album. I think. I went back and listened to it, and I think it was kind of like a really ambitious album uh, for Washed Out. And uh, I don't really know if it ever got quite the critical claim or attention or just uh, relevance that it, it kind of was seeking. Um, for some reason, the album was released on uh, another label, Stone's Throw, I think. Uh, I don't know what went on there, why it wasn't done on Sub Pop. Because uh, Purple Noon is released on was released on Sub Pop, so uh, not sure if that was some uh, label um, shenanigans going on, but uh, I'd say when I, when I went back to, and listened to Mr. Yellow, um, I'm I'm not gonna front. I think the album Mr. Yellow is uh, overall a more ambitious and better project from Purple Noon. Um, overall i think mr yellow had some more uh, just more rhythmic expression and diversity uh, it seemed to have in, had indulged in like some dance grooves that had some more overall energy compared to purple noon um, you know it seemed to utilize more colorful soundscapes that featured like samples woodwind instrumentation at times aux- auxiliary percussion uh, per- see, aux- auxiliary percussion um, so not just straight up drum sounds and then uh, overall it's more of an abstract album Overall, it just seemed more experimental and ambitious, um, and I feel like that wasn't really the case on Purple Noon. I think Purple Noon was more of a straightforward release. I'm not sure if that's really what Sub Pop really wanted from Washed Out to release, and maybe that's why Mr. Yellow was a thing. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like uh, before I go into detail on Purple Noon, uh, it's it's more of a uh, a step back, I think. Uh, and overall, I think it's. It there are highlights and there are great moments on this album, especially on those two lead singles that were released, um, too late and, um, time to walk away. And when I heard those two songs, it made me really excited, especially taking into account that I wasn't expecting a washed out album to release this year. And it kind of seems like the the album rolled out quite quickly. It's like, all right, this is uh, happening and something to look forward to in 2020. Um, and, um, when I first put it on, I I guess I my, my process is kind of just like listening to it passively, doing something. I like to ride my bike, so I go on a bike ride or listen to it in the car, um, and then at some point, I kind of just formally write down my thoughts and then uh, listen to it again and maybe once or twice more after that. But anyways, um, the more I uh, kind of like started uh, getting deep into like my thoughts on this, Um, I kind of just figured that this album really just has really like lethargic moments. A lot of the tracks lack some energy. Uh, a lot of the vocals, um, like the melodies and like the style it's sung in is just really redundant at times. And I know washed out has a style with like the soaked reverb and layered like harmonies on the vocals, which sound really pretty, um, but when it's over, like a very slow, dragged-out, uh, you know, track, it can feel a little uh, comatose. Uh, so let me take it, uh, take you guys through uh, the beginning on "Too Late." Um, "Too Late." I dug the track overall it starts off with an, an ethereal sounding intro. So the, the music has a character of like taking deep breaths. It kind of just something that's done. Uh, it just kind of gives me that impression. Uh, so you, it, it, immediately I'm kind of thinking, okay, it's kind of like an emotional album or something like that um, because it's real, the soundscape is kind of cinematic and, um, uh, the drums sound great. I think it's like the patch mode. Like um, the track really picks up when that percussion kicks in. Uh, and then immediately we, we get some typical washed out vocals with the layer with the harmonies and the reverb. Um, I love the melodic bass sense that guide the chorus uh, in this track. Uh, the track overall has a sense of groove, and especially in the verses. Um, overall, I like the the energy and the percussion that this track brings. Um, this is when this album shines when there's some sort of like uh, you know engine you know pushing these, these tracks. Um, Face Up is another decent sound I liked as well. It's introduced with like these 80s keyboard sound synth tones. Uh, overall it has a lighter texture too. It features a really nice Peter Hook melodic line thrown in. Uh, I like the stylistic choice on that. The vocal lines are rhythmically similar to Too Late as well, so you kind of get the, a little bit of that redundancy in the vocals here. Um, the track also features like drum machine tones that are there for effect, like those big block hit sounds. Um, it's a down-tempo track as well, so it's more ethereal sounding overall. Uh, it also features like these uh, chorus soaked guitar passages as well at times. Um, The song is pretty consistent most of the time. There's not too much development or climax. So I feel like Face Up is kind of like, we we still have a lot of things I enjoy on this album, but we kind of get hints of what later I feel like is a bit of it's Achilles Heel. Time to Walk Away is a pretty energetic track as well. It has like these syncopated tropical grooves that outline the track and it has a bit of a dancey nature to it that comes from like the syncopated synth chord progression that, you know, takes a little uh, subtlety from reggae or reggaeton. Um, more similar sounding vocals. I like the melodic lines that are sung. They're quite ear- earwormy. Um, definitely the song is trying to go for that big chorus sound, the there's a really loud vocal mix, especially in the chorus, that's accompanied with these the steel drum sounds that are just banging. Um, it's This is more of like a straightforward poppy, washed-out song, if there's such a thing as that. So this is quite accessible, in my opinion. Um <clears throat> There's a, a more relaxed and subdued bridged with an instrumental passage. Um, it releases some of the tension from the rest of the track. Um, overall, this track was not as energetic as something was like too late, though. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of like are starting to dive more deep into like the lack of energy. Um, Paralyzed was an interesting track. I thought there's some great elements on it. Uh, this is the uh, immediate after Time to Walk Away. This is the track. Um, I like the uh, the intro with the soft uh, lo-fi, uh, and I like the transition after that into the groovy arrival that uh, features the vocals and the percussion. The song overall has a sense of like some R&B elements. Uh, there's like a hookiness to it as well. Uh, the chorus is very sappy, especially in the lyrics, uh, so yeah, the, the R&B stuff is prevalent here. Um, the arrivals to the verses seem to be the best parts. So whenever like the transition from the intro to the verse, that's great. And then from the chorus back to the verse, those arrivals are really good. Um, the reoccurring motif that's uh, sung in the vocals is very nice as well. Um, the pre-chorus or chorus, uh, it's kind of like a hybrid, it has like a nice faded effect to it as well. Um, and then in the outro, I feel like there's uh, something I wasn't too fond of like there's like this whistle melody that's piercing it's a little eerie but not in a good way um so the next track uh, reckless desires is right after that um i found like this track had some great elements as well i like the plucky synth bass tones that are used as a, used as a compliment in the intro um this track has more of this light tropical flavor with the syncopated chord progression thrown in as well. I think those moments are nice. Uh, I like the softer dynamics and the vocals. So we have some contrast that, uh, finally, um, I feel like this is again, more of a straightforward washed out track. Um, but the chorus has a sense of comatose in it. Uh, and it's not as sensitive or it's just kind of predictable at this point. Uh, the snare at the time, the production sounds a little bit cheap. Um, That pre-course really makes you anticipate what's about to happen, but the course just quite doesn't deliver or pay off. Uh, I'm very mixed on this track. There's some vaporwave elements, I feel, too. Um, And then we have, I feel like, the weaker parts after this, Game of Chance and Leave You Behind, I won't go thoroughly in it, uh, into them. Game of Chance feels a little bit of, uh, has moments of like this corny mall instrumental music. You've been there when you walk into like some sort of like outdoor mall or just like a store where they're just trying to be inoffensive as possible. And they're just playing like these, you know, these pretty instrumental melodic uh, music, but it just kind of serves that purpose only. Um, leave you behind i wasn't uh, didn't feel like that was much of a highlight uh i guess uh, here i'm starting to notice too some absence of low end in the percussion at times doesn't really help with the lack of energy unfortunately um yeah so don't go i feel like was um interesting as well i like the muffled percussion idea in the intro Uh, the layered vocals that come out in here as well. The harmonies are clear and interesting. Uh, it sounds great. The verses have a sense of tension as well. Uh, and then the chorus goes for that big arrival. Um, so it's, that technique is used here again. Uh, it's a little too down tempo, but there's a lack of energy. I feel like that's the Achilles heel here. There's just sounds a little too sleepy. Um, the low end sounds a little bit dry too, um, there are some mysterious bright synth melodies that are pretty in the bridge. Uh, it's a little bit less lethargic at this point. Um, and then Hyde is a highlight here. I'm glad I'm really glad Hyde came here because did we need it at this point in the album. Uh, it's a nice change of character on this track. I like the lead guitar riff intro. It's like alternative indie pop sounding. Uh, it's more upbeat, um, energetic and rhythmic. Low end that's kind of just driving the song. Um, there's some nice tension in the pre chorus, and then after that, it pays off with like this critical instrumental breakdown that features like some abnormal guitar run. It's unusual, it's not bad. I, I like that that was in here, it, it served the song well. Uh, the second chorus has more of a, an exposed vocal moment as well. The bass drum sounds solid here. This is probably one of the better tracks. Um, after the singles that were released, and probably has the most potential for any uh, possible uh, prominence in like, any airplay on like indie radio or something. Uh, and then we're pretty much at the end of the album. Haunt is the ending track. Um, Haunt was uh, kind of middle of the road for me, and for, uh, there are some things I liked about it. Um, there's an unste- unsteady synth chord progression that introduces the track. Uh, some nice melodic instrumentation after the vocal passages. Um, the track has like this uh, prolonged buildup and it kind of just goes essentially for that big chorus um, at the, at some point. And the chorus is definitely going for that big arrival and sound. Um, it, but the track does show some, you know, dynamic contrast. It cools down after the chorus uh, and it calls for more anticipation for that arrival later again of the chorus. Uh, but, the chorus is, you know, this lush with many layers and rich synth textures, uh, piece of you know, music. Um, and then the track kind of goes for this, like, forced embracement of, like, some dread or daunting sadness. And it kind of just doesn't uh, hit the mark too much for that. I, I don't really feel it, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, we are at the end of the album at this point. Um, Overall, I thought this was not as enjoyable as Mr. Yellow or maybe even Par- Paracosm. Um, you know, it's probably one of the lower uh, washed out um, projects, but uh, I do think there's a lot of great tracks on here. Don't get me wrong, the, this track, there are moments on this album that I'm wanting more, but unfortunately, the more doesn't deliver. Or I have to wait until the next project. Hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. Because I do like Washed Out overall as a project and a sound. I think the uh, there are highlights to the music that and style that I think are quite uh, you know profound and important. Um, but unfortunately, the the, just the lower moments on this album uh, kind of just like were too sleepy uh, and too. too uh, lethargic, unfortunately. I'm feeling a 5 out of 10 on this one. But yeah, that um, concludes the review for the most part. Um, Like I said, um, (laughs) I'm really looking forward to some more music out in the future. I'm still optimistic on Washed Out overall, so I just take the opinion as a a grain of salt. Unfortunately, I just wasn't too fond of some of the uh, lower points on the album, but there are some great parts of the album, and I think if you were ever interested in any chill waves and pop, um, you know, washed out the music in general, there are moments on this album that you will like, and you might even like the album more than me. Um, if you uh, have never really been in, into, like, uh, this uh, this dreamy aesthetic, um, you're probably not going to take in much from this. But anyways, uh, yeah, I have some more reviews coming up. Down the pipeline, some mainstream country. Finally, uh, probably gonna do the Dreamland uh, Animals, what uh, class animals album. Two. Uh, if there's anything you guys ever want to suggest, go ahead and hit me up on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Just search the Music Reviewer on uh, Instagram. The handle is the Music Forty Five, and then on Twitter, it is the Music Review Four. Um, nonetheless, I think you should probably find me pretty easily just by searching the music review. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me on the end of this episode. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you guys soon.